This is Sigourney Station to MIB Series Freighter. Please transmit your coords. Copy Sigourney Station. Transmitting now. Oh, it's good to be back in charted space again. I can't wait to get back to Earth. Go to the beach, get a real tan for once. What's the matter, Ivy? The reactor not good enough for you? Hardy har. It's hardly the same, but just as dangerous. You know that too much sun is bad for you, right? Says who? Um, like, everybody? <laughs> That's why we get sunburns. Not if you use the lotion. It wears off, you know. That's why there's a little thing called reapplication. Are we done talking about sunscreen? We have a mission to attend to. Sorry, Captain Chelsea. What do you want me to do? Oh, I don't know. Maybe your job? I can't fly the ship and run scans. Sheesh! Touchy much? I'm just not feeling good, okay? I'm pretty sure our rations are going bad. Last night's dinner had me feeling funny afterwards. Told you to hold off on the hot sauce. What was that? The hot sauce. It was one of those things. No, I heard it too. Something's in the air vents. Maybe it's my cat. Jonesy, here buddy? Wait, you brought your cat aboard? You know the rules? I didn't. As far as I know, he's still on Earth. I just know he likes to crawl around in the air vents in my house growing up. So, naturally, you assume the noise in the vents must be the same cat, a trillion miles away from where you live. He was always showing up where you would never expect it. But if it's not a cat, what is it? Well, there's only three of us on this ship. So that means the sound in the vents is an imposter. What? What kind of sense does that make? I don't know. I just figured it's in the vents. What else could it be? You don't think it's a radio program? Only one way to find out. So let me see if I have this straight. This game is about trying to figure out which players are the bad guys? Right, and if you know who it is, you have to get everybody to believe you. Interesting. I might have to look into that one. It sounds like a lot of fun. Wait, aren't you a little too old to play video games, Mr. Jacobs? <laughs> well, I might not be as good as some people, but I dabble from time to time. Dabble? Let's ask Mr. Jacobs. He knows everything. He's just gonna say what I've been telling you all along, Ivy. Hi, Sage. Hi, Ivy. Hey, what's going on? Chelsea was just talking to me about a game she's been playing lately. How about you? Ivy and I have been having a disagreement. Sounded more like a fight to me. It wasn't quite at that point yet. I see. So, what was the topic of this dispute? Ivy was talking about how she thinks UFOs are a real thing and that she wants to see one someday. And Sage was saying that there's no way that they're real. So I'll be waiting for a long time. UFOs? You mean like with space aliens and stuff? Why not? You see stuff like that in the movies all the time. You mean besides the fact that all those movies are using special effects for all those things. I'm just saying that the idea of UFOs isn't all that unbelievable. And haven't there been a lot of people who say they've seen them? People say all sorts of things. Just because someone says something doesn't make it true. What do you think, Mr. Jacobs? Mm, it's an interesting conversation, that's for sure. Both of you bring up some good points. Okay, but what does the Bible say? I don't think the Bible talks about aliens. Does it? Mm, maybe. Wait, you're kidding, right? A little, I guess. When we talk about aliens, we usually mean creatures with big heads or big eyes or something like that. 
But the words alien and extraterrestrial just mean creatures that are not from Earth. And if you read the Bible, you'll quickly realize that there are some creatures in there that fit that description. Oh yeah? Like what? Yeah, I think we need some examples. I figured that you would. How about the six-winged creatures with eyes all over their bodies we read about in Revelation 4.8? Or the four-headed, four-winged people in Ezekiel 1? These don't sound like anything from Earth, and yet they're in the Bible. Okay, but aren't those just angels? Maybe. Either way, angels aren't from Earth, so they're still technically alien to us, though not what we usually imagine aliens to look like. Okay, I hadn't thought of it that way. So, do you think when people talk about seeing aliens or UFOs, it's really angels? I don't know. But I think it's important to remember that humans aren't the only beings out there. God, angels, and demons aren't human, but they are real. And sometimes we forget that. Yeah, mostly because we don't see them. It's kind of hard to believe in things you can't see. That's true, but just because we find it hard to believe in something doesn't make it more or less real. I guess. Is it just me, or did we start talking about really deep stuff really early today? I was noticing that too. <laughs> How about we listen to the radio for a bit to let things settle for a while? Sounds good to me. Mr. Jacobs, can I ask you something? Sure, Chelsea. Anything wrong? Um, I'm not sure. Okay, what's up? Well, we were talking about believing in things earlier. At first it was just about fun stuff like aliens. Then it got all serious and you mentioned that we believe in God and angels, even though we can't see them. Which started me to think, why do we believe in those things? I mean, people used to believe that there were all kinds of gods to explain the world around them, but we know better now. I mean, science is a thing. So you want to know why Christians still believe in the God of the Bible? Yeah. Ken, can she even ask questions like that? What do you mean, Sage? I mean, I don't know. I would think that if you start asking those kinds of questions, it means you aren't having faith. And if you don't have faith, doesn't that mean you aren't a Christian? They both sound like good questions. I think the main thing we need to talk about first is what is faith? Fortunately, God tells us in Hebrews 11. There it says that faith is trusting in what you hope to be true. And when we do that, it proves that things you can't see can be real. Um, I'm sure that makes sense, but I'm not sure how it helps me understand. Hmm. Well, perhaps an example would help. Fortunately, the chapter goes on to give a bunch of them. Stories like Noah building the ark because he was trusting God to save him and his family from a coming flood. And when God did, it showed that we can trust him and that he indeed is real. So he trusted God, even though he couldn't see God or prove that there really was a flood coming. He built the ark, so when the flood did come, it proved that God was real. Or Noah could have gotten really lucky. Come on, Chelsea. No one gets that lucky. She's got a point, Ivy. If there was only one story about faith like this, then it would be easy to pass it off as a fluke. But the truth is there are hundreds, if not thousands, of stories where God has shown that He is real and can be trusted. Thousands? All in this one chapter of the Bible? Well, not all of them can be found in just this part of the Bible. There are many other stories in the Bible that talk about it. But there are even more stories that have happened since the Bible was written. 
pastors and missionaries, kings and servants, sailors and farmers, and even kids throughout the ages have put their trust in God, and through their faith, God has shown them His goodness. In fact, when you hear about people giving their testimony in church, that's what it means. People telling the ways God has shown that He is real and that He is trustworthy. Okay, so what about my question? Ah, yes. What was that again? Does asking God how we know God is real mean that we aren't trusting Him? Right. I think in some cases it can, but I think more often it means we're trying to be wise. After all, trusting in something that isn't real is pretty foolish, so making absolutely sure that we aren't doing that is a good move. But I thought God wanted us to trust Him. If we ask why we even believe in Him, that just sounds like we don't. You know? I might have a drama script that can clear things up for us. Do you mind if I go find it? Have we ever minded before? <laughs> I guess not. I'll be right back. And we'll listen to the radio. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the tried and true drama, The Old Bridge, an adaptive teaching about God's nature. Once upon a time, in a faraway land, there was an old stone bridge. It crossed a treacherous river that could not be crossed any other way. The guard of the bridge was very proud to be assigned to such an important place, and she would boast about its greatness to anyone who came along the road. Good day to you, good sirs. Please enjoy your crossing. There's no other way across, and this bridge will stand to the test of time. It hasn't filled yet, and it never will. Of course, her boasting eventually caught the ears of people who were skeptical about what she was claiming. Pardon me, but how do you know what you are saying is actually true? Yes, and what's more, how can you be so sure about it? Were you there when it was built? Were you there when the stones were cut? Well, I... How about when the design was drawn up? When the builders went to bridge building school? Nah, nah... Has this bridge ever been tested? Ah, a test. Capital idea. Test? How do people test bridges? Well, we could carry heavier and heavier loads across until it collapsed. That would tell us exactly how strong it was for sure. What? You can't do that. I won't stand for it. Neither would the bridge, I dare say. It would be an expensive way to find out. How could I go and get my bridge testing kit? Less destructive on the whole and much simpler. Again, I say capital. What does that kind of kit do? We would merely be taking samples of the stone and mortar and using tools to take some measurements. We might even make a couple scale models to do some tests in the laboratory. It won't damage the bridge, will it? Don't worry. Your bridge will be just fine. After all, you're so sure it will never fail. How could it? It's so impressive. And so the two um, bridge testers went off and made their preparations. The guard tended to her duties, but she couldn't bring herself to boast as much as she had been before. This bridge will never fail, but they're right. I don't know anything about this bridge and what it was made of or who built it or anything. I only know what I've seen. Hundreds of people in wagons have crossed it every day, and it's held strong. The more she thought about it, however, the more nervous she got. What if they do find a weakness? Maybe they'll hurt the bridge. Maybe they'll shut it down, and people won't have any way to cross the river. Then she realized something even worse. 
I'll be out of a job. The next day, the bridge testers came back with their instruments. Fine day to run some experiments. Quite right. I'm sorry, I don't believe I can let you near the bridge. Hush, I say. You have no right to deprive us of knowledge. Hear, hear. We need to make sure these tests are conducted so that the safety of the bridge is documented. People need to be informed if they are going to risk crossing here. But it's the only way across. You seem to be afraid of something. Is there something you're trying to hide about this bridge? No, of course not. Then you will have no objection if we scrutinize. Step aside, please. My bag, if you would. The one with the harness and cables, or the measuring tape one. The two bridge testers took all sorts of measurements and samples. They wrote lots of notes. Sometimes they'd nod in approval. Oh, good. Other times they'd shake their heads. Oh, no. But eventually, they had their consensus. It's a good bridge. The best bridge I've ever seen. You were right, ma'am. We can trust this bridge for years to come. In fact, I'm going to run across it right now. Say, wait for me. They are rather odd if I do say so myself. Indeed. The moral is, sometimes we can be afraid to ask questions about God. Sometimes this can be because we are afraid he won't like it. But the truth is, he wants us to ask questions about him. The more we ask, and the more we get to know him, the more we will learn. And the more we learn about him, the more we will know how much he loves us and how we can trust him no matter what. You look a little thoughtful there, Ivy. Is everything okay? Oh, sure. I was getting my head around everything we've been talking about today. We have covered a lot this time, haven't we? Yeah, for sure. I guess the part that we didn't talk too much about is where the Bible tells us that God wants us to ask questions about Him. That's true, and there are a few verses that come to mind. In Psalm 34, we read that God helps those who call out to Him. And in verse 8, we're told to try it and to see that God is good. That's not exactly asking questions about God, though. Maybe not exactly, Sage, but it is trying to learn about Him, which is the same thing. God says something similar in Malachi 3 when He tells us to give generously when we give our tithes and offerings to Him, because He will give us everything we need, and then He says, go ahead and see if I don't. It sounds like He's daring us to do it. It does, doesn't it? Of all the people to take up on a dare, I'd say God is the only one I trust. Yeah, still not a verse about asking questions about Him, though. (laughs) All right, how about this one? In Matthew 7, Jesus tells us if we look, we will find. If we knock, it will be opened to us. And if we ask, then it will be given to us. And what part of that was asking questions about God? (laughs) Well, the whole passage wraps up by saying that God will give us good things if we ask for them. If we look for answers about God that show how great He is, then it's something God wants us to find. If we ask for wisdom and knowledge about Him, He wants to give us that, kind of like it says in Proverbs 2.6. Okay, it sounds like there's a bunch of Bible verses that talk about this. Oh, yeah. Job 12.7, John 15.15, and Revelation 3.20 are more verses about getting to know God and Him wanting to be closer to us. The long and short of this whole discussion is, God wants us to know Him. And when we do, then we don't have a reason to doubt Him. This is a lot to think about. 
I'm going to have to talk to my parents about it. I think. Always a good conversation to have. Yeah. Speaking of parents, we better get home, Sage. Mom and Dad are probably ready to go. Go? Oh yeah. We're going on a weekend trip to. Uh... Oop. That's them. Thanks for stopping by, girls. Have a good trip. Thanks. You too. You too. You know what I mean. Bye. You staying for a while, Chelsea? Nah, I'll head over to Dustin's place. He wanted to play video games. Oh yes. Well, could you do me a favor first? Sure. What is it? Can you turn off the radio on your way out? I think I can handle that.